Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 20 of Podmas. Oh my god, we're so close. I know. (laughs) I know. That means five five more days days till Christmas. Woo! Really four, because do you have to count Christmas Day? It's already here at that point. So four days till Christmas. Yeah, a day does not count. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we have a return guest to say hello again to Lauren. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be back. Good to have you back, of course. You're looking very Taylor Swift today, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I I considered like going with a darker lip, but I feel like I could still evoke her without yeah. it. <laughs> yep. It's perfect. Nice, perfect Thank red. You. Okay. So, today we're going to be discussing one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, Moon Pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty odd. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the greatest movie I've ever watched. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my notes, the last thing I wrote was bullet point. That was weird. Period. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's it evokes the theme of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That sums up all of my feelings about it, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But it's before we get into anything, for the thirty-second Disney dash mm-hmm. to the moon, maybe. I think it took longer than thirty seconds to get to the moon, though. I don't know. He's running around just with an alien. She's just like popping around, apparating everywhere. It was like apparating. Yeah. Yes. Harry Potter connections already. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's what we do here on the grown-up kids. The magical grown-up kids. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. On your mark. <laughs> get set. Go. So we have the Air Force, and they they sent a chimpanzee to the moon. He comes back. He's still alive, and they're very happy about it. So now they're going to send a man to the moon. Not to the moon, just to orbit the moon. So then nobody wants to volunteer, and the monkey forces this guy to volunteer. His name is Richmond. And um, then he has to get ready to go to the moon. So then he asks to go on leave. He has to, like negotiate it basically i'm gonna run out of time um and then all of a sudden there's this alien lady and she shows up and she's not a spy but she's an alien i haven't gotten to buzz you in a while i know because usually i just wrap it up whenever i see your look i didn't give you a look this time i know i could feel that it was ending though you feel it emanating towards you yeah sorry feel it in my fingers Feeling in my toes. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, would you like to go next? Uh, sure. Get it over with. I yes. think think people have been referring to it as <laughs> ripping it off like a Band-Aid lately. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... I, I feel about that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. On your mark. Get set. Go. The United States has successfully gotten a chimp to outer space, and he's okay, probably. Richmond Talbot accidentally volunteers to be the first man to the moon. He's allowed to go home, but everyone is too busy to be with him while he's there. On the way, he meets a strange but beautiful woman named Leray, who later who he later reports to be a potential foreign spy. The Federal Bureau of Security, who seems to be terrible at their job, takes control of Talbot to keep him safe. He later meets with Leray, and she tells him the aliens want to be friends and help the humans. She gives him a formula to protect him from the proton rays in outer space. The movie ends with a happy couple singing a song about Beta Leray, her home planet. Ooh, 20 that was literally like nine. almost 30 seconds. Right. 29.3 seconds. 
Dang. You we just made Katie it. Katie was about to buzz you. <laughs> if I got buzzed, I might have cried. <laughs> oh, I'll remember that for next time. Don't buzz her. <laughs> well, good Thank job. You. That was very good. It was, you got there right. <laughs> right Mine's right. not prepared, so. All right, well, go. Alright, so there's this Captain Talbot guy, and he accidentally gets tricked into volunteering to orbit the moon. And uh, he goes to visit his family, but they're too busy for him, and then he runs into this alien chick who gives him bedroom eyes on an airplane, and then uh, it turns out she's not actually a spy like everyone thinks she is, so she has a formula to help him actually orbit the moon, and then they get together, and it's really awkward and weird. Okay, 22 seconds. Yeah. Could have been better, but that was one of my better wingets, yeah, I that think. Wasn't too bad. Alright. Some history on Moon Pilot. Uh, Walt Disney Studios got in on the space race with its delightful science fiction comedy Moon Pilot in 1962. So the story begins when an astronaut, Richmond Talbot, is inadvertently chosen. He's basically, like, accidentally volunteered. Gets stabbed in the butt with a fork, so he stands <laughs> up. Thanks By the crazy Charlie. chimpanzee. Yeah, Right, yeah. So... Talbot is ordered to keep his mission top secret, but soon he meets Leray, mm-hmm. a beautiful but mysterious woman who seems to know everything about his secret mission. So he suspects that she's a spy, but she's actually something quite different and has a very special message for him. Um, it is... This movie was directed... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. This movie was directed by James Nielsen, and it stars Tom... T- Tom Tryon, Brian Keith, Edmund O'Brien, Danny Saval, and our boy Tommy Kirk plays a special appearance by, or was that what it Guest says? Guest star. Guest star, Tommy Kirk. <laughs> so it is uh, based on a novel from 1960 called Starfire. <gasps> That's what they called his ship when he launched. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. Or that was yeah. like his code name. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. A little nod to it. Cool. Um, And it reflects Disney's interest in America's space program during John F. Kennedy's presidential era in the early 60s. Also, the FBI protested to Walt about their portrayal in the film. First, they objected to an FBI agent guarding an astronaut, as that was not a bureau function. (laughs) Like, it's a movie, guys. Right, come on. Um, So Disney changed the character into a federal security officer. However, once the film was released, the FBI complained that the federal agent was portrayed in a most slapstick and uncomplimentary manner. Again, it's a movie. A comedy movie, by the way. I mean, the government takes things way too seriously. We already know this. (laughs) (laughs) Are you that, are you lacking that much confidence in yourself that you have to go after a movie? Honestly. Just saying. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Get over it, FBI. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all have an FBI person listening to us right now, right? Probably. Through our phones. We've all got, oh, yeah. you know, the one assigned to us. He listens to me on the <laughs> phone every day, I'm sure. <laughs> he hears me talk to my mom on the way home every day. Mm-hmm. We talk about the dog and cool. what I'm going to have for dinner. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he loves those riveting conversations. Probably. <laughs> all right, so some fun facts about... Moon pilot. We're going to start conspiracies. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Shane Dawson, we're coming for your brand. <laughs> so, the novel Starfire had actually been serialized in the Saturday Evening Post, and that's how it came to the uh, the attention of Walt. 
It didn't take him very long to turn that around. Yeah. A 1960 book, and this movie came out in 1962. It's just like 101 wow. Dalmatians. Yeah, that was a quick turnaround, too. Mm-hmm. Walt's getting on it. He's like, you know, I was doing all those really old, like, 1800s things, and they weren't working. So let's do this. <laughs> what came out in the last two years? Grab it. <laughs> Which sure. I am here for. Um, so Sally Field made her film debut as one of the beatnik girls in the lineup, which I'll talk about that later. Oh my god, that was so weird. But I didn't know who Sally Field was, so I'm looking it up. But while I'm looking it up, go ahead, I think you were gonna say something. Oh, I know her. Um, just like the beatnik girls, that was all very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Little bit. There's a lot of interesting things in this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, so... I know her from ER. Okay. She was on ER. Um, but she was also... Oh, yeah. she played the mom in Where the Heart Is. I think she's in Forrest Gump, too. Forrest Gump, yep. David Ooh. Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man. She was Aunt May. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, a notable person. Steel Magnolias. And I'm really bad at celebrities, so I don't know. Maybe someone out there would appreciate it because I didn't know who she was. So she's a good actress. I know. I I recognize her. I recognize her face, but I don't know anything about people. Um, so Moo Pilot was a modest success upon its release and received generally positive positive reviews. Um, Time Magazine said sacred cows, if skillfully milked, <laughs> produce tons of fun, <clears throat> but Hollywood usually avoids them because they often kick back. The more reason to be pleasantly surprised that Walt Disney, not specifically known for sociopolitical, daring. sociopolitical daring, should have herded three of these pampered crit- critters, the FBI, the Air Force, and the astronaut program into the same plot. Under the deft manipulation of director James Nielsen and scenarist, C- scenarist, Maurice Tom Bagel. I read Tom Bagel. (laughs) (laughs) They produced a fairly steady stream of healthy nonsense, (laughs) which I I liked that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like it was okay. Yeah. Um, New York. Katie really didn't like it. Eh, Go ahead, Lauren. Well, so just I guess because this quote talks about the sociopolitical stuff, like I I think it was really interesting to see this as, like, a time capsule of, like, what people actually thought in the 60s. Because, like, I think the whole combination of, like, space and science and then, like, the weird, like, whole undercurrent of, like, going against, like, the counterculture movement and all, like, the hippies and all that. That was kind of weird. So... I think kind of you can look back on history and think about it, but it's interesting to see something that was produced like when everything was happening and how like the public kind of felt about it mm-hmm. so that this was somewhat seen as successful is kind of interesting to see. Right. People were probably more interested in like what they were talking about and that's why it was <laughs> more popular. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the New York Times says, of all people, Mr. Disney is making good-natured fun of the high-minded scientific project of firing a man around the moon. Mr. O'Brien rants and mugs something awful, so does Brian Keith, and Mr. Tryon does a lot of mugging, too. But Charlie is natural and amusing, isn't every chimpanzee, and the rocket stuff is fascinating. This should be a fun film for kids. And then Variety... I like this one. It's a healthy country that can take time out to laugh at its most sacred, troublesome issues and a healthy industry that supplies the tonic to ease such excess anxiety. So, yeah, as Lauren was saying, there's, like, a lot going on right now Mm -hmm. in this time period of history, and it is kind of like a little time capsule to see 
um, maybe how people really were viewing this. Because we actually know that Walt really looks up to, like... Political, political figures. Fi- yeah, he really looks up, like, to these kind of things. And, like, he is poking fun at it in this. So, mm-hmm. was he doubtful of some of it? You know, or is he just maybe. reflecting the times? I don't know. It's interesting. Did we really land on the moon? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Stephen Curry. Guys, he was joking. People <laughs> tagged me in that, and they're like, look, Steph Curry thinks that we didn't land on the moon. He was joking. I'll just say, even he if he joking. did believe that, I can understand that more than that the Earth is flat. Kyrie. Yeah, sorry, our little Ooh. basketball rant here. <laughs> yeah. The Earth is flat. Anyway. Well, I'm just saying, in this movie, it didn't look flat. It looked pretty round from outer space when we were looking back at it. It did. So does anybody remember the Sherman brothers? Yeah, I cannot believe their talents were wasted on this movie. That's, like, really the first thing. Honestly. Yeah, I hadn't even watched the movie yet, but, like, I saw on IMDb it had a 5.6 rating out of 10. And and then I see the credits in the beginning, and it says the Sherman brothers, and I was like, really? (laughs) They are amazing, and they are writing songs for a 5 out of 10 movie on IMDb. Hey, they got paid for it, so. I know. But yeah, they contributed three songs to this film, so they did Seven Moons of Better Lire. I gotta say, that was actually a cute song. That was cute. It It was was short and sweet. It was Um, cute and sweet. True Love's an Apricot and The Void. So. I don't remember the other two. I don't either. I don't know. I was hoping one of you guys would, but I didn't either. I just remember the Seven Moons. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Walt's son-in-law and future head of the studio, Ron Miller, he has his first producing credit on this film, so maybe not the greatest start for the guy, but, you know, future head of the studio. I think he takes Mm -hmm. over after Roy retires. Mm. We look that up while I read this next one? Yeah. Okay. So, critics were pretty positive towards this film. As I said, they enjoyed the political sapphire, and they even praised the chimp for making it appealing to kids. Although, really, Charlie was only in there for, like, two seconds. They kind of, like, I mean, he's on, like, the poster. Mm-hmm. So, I thought he was going to be, like, maybe make a return or something, and I he was funny, so I was kind of hoping he would come back. And that's a lot for me to say, because I don't like monkeys. But, Yes. Super random Easter egg that I noticed as we're talking about Charlie. In his room, he had a Pluto plushie. Yeah. And I, like, got so excited because I was really hoping for something fun in the movie and that. Yeah, that was cute. Katie pointed it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. I totally forgot, so thank you for remembering that. (laughs) She pointed it out while we were watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ron Miller was president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company from 1978 to 1984 and is current president of the board of directors of the Walt Disney Family Museum. Oh, cool. So that was after Roy's time at some point. I don't know who was, because Roy died in 1971. So there's like a seven-year gap there. That wasn't that far after Walt. Hold on, did he actually, hold on. I thought that that's what I read. Yeah, died December 20th, 1971. That's not that long after Walt at all. Oh, wow. Hmm. <sighs> I thought he was around longer than that. Well, he is older, right? Yeah. But still, I feel like they were both still pretty young. Um, so while this film wasn't a huge success at the box office, it cost very little to make, so it did turn a profit. Um, A full episode of Wonderful World of Color was devoted to promoting this film called Spy in the Sky, which is all wrong because she wasn't a spy. 
<laughs> the film was never re-released in theaters, but it did make a TV debut in 1966, and it had its first home video release in 1986. It's currently available on DVD as a Disney Movie Club exclusive, if you're one of those lucky people, and it's also available on iTunes, or, like us, we rented it on Amazon. Anybody Ditto. can join the Disney Movie Club. I know, but not everybody has joined them. True. It's cool, though. It's... It is cool, but only if you are committed to it. Well, yeah. Because I did it once, and it was not a not a happy. You ending. have to remember to <laughs> cancel the movies if you don't want them, or if you move, <laughs> or if you move. <laughs> 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 All right. So, sorry. <laughs> okay, characters. Um, first up is. It's not Richard. Captain Richmond Richmond. Talbot. It's written wrong on the doc. That's okay. Um, So he is obviously our lead role. He is, um, he's the guy that's going to go to the moon and falls in love with an alien and also tries to go home to see his family, but apparently they don't care and they just (laughs) all go about their business. That was, he, I liked him because he was like, he wasn't like, you know, the big like air force front runner guy that really wanted to do it he was like kind of like he seemed like kind of a nerd yeah in like the most endearing way and but like he just like wanted to like make his country proud and so he like wasn't gonna back down and he just was kind of gonna do what he had to do even if he didn't really want to and Mm -hmm. i appreciated that and like he seemed to have a bit of like when like lyra came and he like wasn't sure what to do he like wanted to trust her because like he thought she was a good person and she did turn out to be but also he's like but i have these duties mm-hmm. and yeah i liked him a lot as a character he seemed to have like more than just one like layer yeah yeah for sure definitely i liked him too i related to him in the fact that like if i was somehow accidentally volunteered to be part of this scary trip like i loved how he would almost forget what they told him he could and couldn't do. Like, when he was going to mm-hmm. eat that breakfast. Yeah. He's got, like, oh, the yeah. fork halfway to his mouth, and then, like, you'd hear, like, this voice in his head. Oh, yeah. And then he thought about it, and then he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he hears another voice in his head, and he's like, oh! And he goes and gets his little tube of breakfast. Like, that's how I would be. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like those little reminders that you heard in his head. Like, it made it kind of comical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes like super random the actor could not whistle and there were two distinct times that the character whistled and it had to dub it in yes i like i i remember it now but it just it was so funny and i really appreciate that they were so committed to the character whistling they're like no no we got you fam (laughs) i noticed that too one time it was like really off sync and i was like oh yeah well you can't be good at everything nope um, I think that I want to put him in... Hufflepuff. Yep. I was going to say Hufflepuff. Just went along with it. He's loyal. Because, like, even though he doesn't really want to do this, he's still being loyal to his country, like Lauren said. I feel like it's a very Hufflepuff thing to be like, oh, wait, but I didn't, but... Okay. <laughs> okay. Guess I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I found myself in many of those situations. None of them involved going to the moon, <laughs> thankfully, but... Oh. Yeah. Um, next up is Lee Ray. 
our alien friend. I have um, mixed feelings about her, but go on. Yeah, she's an interesting character because, like, she does come across as, like, very kind, but she's also, like, pretty creepy. (laughs) 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 And And she's also, like, she can read people's minds, and that's cool, but also weird and also creepy, Um, but then can also, like, see the future, except it's not just she sees the future, like, she makes things appear from the future. Yeah. That was weird. And the first thing you show this guy, oh, sure, you can't- Oh, we're gonna have a child. You can't decide what visions come. Yeah, right. (laughs) First thing is this child, and he's like, ours? What? What just happened? Like, where did that thought come from? Because I was like, I kind of appreciated. He was like, oh, we have the same name. How funny. Yeah. And then kind of like the coy look that she gave him. And I'm like, oh, they have the same hair color. Oh, oh. And it was like, I'm uncomfy, but okay, go off. It seems like Cinderella and Prince Charming and Snow White and the Prince and all the princes and princesses had more time to develop a relationship than these two did. And that's yeah, saying he something. He was, like, questioning her. And then all of a sudden it's like, You're oh, the only I one like for me. You. Yeah. It was, it was pretty weird. It was those alien bedroom eyes. It was pretty weird. Yeah. I don't know where to put her. Slytherin. What's the name of the the other school where they have the blue outfits? Bobaton. Oh, Bobaton. I feel like she kind of fits there. I like that. I don't I like think that. we've sorted anyone in a Bobaton before. I did think she had a little bit of a French accent. Yeah. Her so, accent. It was like it kind of a, it was a mixture of a lot of accents, but like, yeah. to me, the one that stuck out the most was French. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And there was a line, I don't remember exactly what it was, but like, whenever they asked like, oh, what's her accent? Like the general was asking Talbot and he was like, I don't know. And like, oh, we know. Cause I think they were assuming she was like a Russian spy. Cause that yeah. was like the cold war. Ha ha. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I guess they probably tried to make it like distinctly like not Russian, but make it like vaguely European. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah. I liked her style though. It was very like cool. Like lady in the sixties mm-hmm. at the end, she had a little headscarf and I was like, yes, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was cute. cute. Beat Nick. Yeah. I didn't know that was a term. I didn't either. And, I didn't uh, either. I didn't know about any of those personalities, but... You know? We were exposed. Was quite interesting. All right. Um, all right. Next up is Major General Vanaman. Is this now, the dude with the... I think this is the Air Force dude. The dude with a cigar in his mouth all the time? It's I like the main so. angry guy, right? Yes. <laughs> Yep. Yes. <laughs> Always Character yelling. Synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> he was very angry. Always yelling. Always yelling. But I kind of appreciated him. He had a few funny moments. He did. I agree. Where he was in- enjoyable. But, like he was a very strong personality. Yeah. But I liked him. But like I don't know if I know enough about him to sort him. Yeah. He's, he was he kind of made me think of Uncle Uncle Vernon. He did. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. Just Seriously. like zero to sixty in a heartbeat. Yep. <laughs> um. Next up is McCloskey. Is this the FBI? Well, the federal the federal agent. agent. Excuse me. <laughs> we can't be calling him an FBI agent. That is not part of the bureau. I didn't like this guy because he no, was just. He really annoyed me. Yeah, he was. 
I don't know. He was like just trying to like too obvious. You're supposed to be a professional, and you're just trying to way too obviously fish out information from yes. people. Do your job. Be a little professional mm-hmm. about it. At the beginning, when it or like a beginning ish, whenever he met with uh, Talbot or for the first time, he like got on the bus. And, like, it was so weird and uncomfortable because I'm like, is this guy, like, a mob boss going to try and kill him? Like, <laughs> yeah, he had that kind of weird vibe. I didn't understand his character and, like, at first. Yeah, and, like, yeah. sat behind him. And I'm like, is he going to, like, try and kill our main guy? What is about to happen? And then he's, like, a federal agent. We're like, oh, okay. Y- you could have just led with that. Right. Even yeah, the- he came across as, like, almost a villain. And I was yeah. like... Uh, what is up with this? I thought he, like, was, like... The spy. A, a spy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized uh, he wasn't. And then I told Meg towards the end, I was like, his face. Like, looks he looks... like a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> his face doesn't look like a normal human face to me. I don't know. I don't mean that in a bad way. He just looks like a cartoon character. There's one person on here who's not on here that I feel like we should... Do we know enough about McCloskey to sort him, first of all? I don't think so. Like, he's there the whole movie, but I feel like he's just, like, a kind he's of a bozo. <laughs> he's just... Just annoying, yeah. Yeah. Eh. You don't go... You're not magical. So, it's the guy who... I don't know what his name is, but he's, like... He's the one who played the jerk in Toby Tyler. <gasps> yes! I have him written down. Um, yes. That was Senator McGuire. Thank you. I want to talk about him because he was, like, I think he was supposed to be the embodiment of poking fun at all Mm -hmm. the political things. Yes. There were some good jokes there. Yeah, but I liked it. (laughs) Yeah, same. There was, like, a joke about, like, the brief about the moon mission, but it was, like, oh, it was, like, because it was dumbed down for the senators. And like, oh, I still didn't read it. My kid said it wasn't good. And it yeah. was like, was saying this guy was an idiot and everything about like, this in an election year? Yeah. It's kind of like the equivalent of like, in this economy? Kind well, of everything joke. was like an election year and it was like, well, we can't have, we can't have a failed mission in the, pub- in the public eye, especially not during an election year. Like, that's probably really what goes on <laughs> behind the scenes, but, and Honestly. we're laughing at it, but it's probably true. I know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Whenever he came on the screen, I was like, is that our boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> as soon as we saw him, Katie was like, I know him. Oh, this is going to bother me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she's like, he's the dude from Toby Tyler. And I was like, oh, the bad word. <laughs> Insert bad word that starts with an A. Um, and she's like, yeah, him. I'm like, yep. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's a jerk. But he was funny in this one. Yeah. Um, Okay, last one. Just to give him a brief shout out. Our boy Tommy Kirk as Walter Talbot. Didn't have enough time for his brother. Nope, didn't care. Had to go on that date. Mm Mm-hmm. And his mom. Gotta play my card game. Sorry, son, I don't see you often, but you know, you just came home to surprise me, but I have to play this card game with my ladies. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. I'm gonna go walk, I guess, around the town. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. Sorry, Talbot. Yeah. Well. Richmond, you are a little weird. He is a little weird. Um, okay, favorite character and scene. My favorite character, I'm actually gonna go with Lyrae, because she made me laugh a lot. And, like, even though she was creepy, <laughs> her intentions really were good. Yeah. She just, like... Maybe it's because she's an alien. She just didn't know how to act. 
That's what I'm going to put the blame on. I think the social cues on Betalire are different from Earth. Yes, that's So it's just a little off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then my favorite scene, I'm going to go with the ending, actually. Like, it's weird, but it was actually kind of cute. So, like, she shows up and he's, the one thing he's, like, really, you can tell he's actually really upset and, like, he doesn't like what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she shows up and he's happy. And then they start singing that really good song by the Sherman Brothers. Thanks, Sherman Brothers. And then they're just going to, like, she's going to take him to her country so that he can see it. And there's seven moons there. And I think that's cool. Yep. Yep. How about you, Lauren? All right. I think, uh, yeah. So for Lyrae, I think she was my favorite character, too. Wait, I'm going in the wrong order, but whatever. So, wait, no. Characters no, you're first. Good, you're okay. Good. I don't know how to act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Lyrae, because, like, I think I enjoyed her a lot because she was, like, really sweet and ditzy, kind of. But also she seemed like she was coming from, like, a civilization that was so much more advanced. So she was also, like, very smart. And she, like, knew all these things that he needed to do to, like, be safe in space and be protected from the proton rays. Um, but also, like, I kind of thought it was funny. Sometimes she was a little condescending of, like, we've been watching all for centuries. You're just now catching up. Like, they're, they're stupid humans. And I was like, all right, girl, I get that. Um, so I, I enjoyed her, and she was funny, and, like, I liked her style and all that. Uh, and then favorite scene? So I laughed so hard at, like, the beatnik lineup. It was oh my God, wild. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I liked it, but it made me laugh. But then I think my other favorite was... um when in that final scene whenever he's like oh darling and the general's like what yes <laughs> like that's yes. like the scene it's just a part but i had to pause it because i was laughing so hard because it was just <laughs> like this comedically like angry guy angry <laughs> guy called him darling and it's it was so weird but i enjoyed it yeah, yeah, yeah. that was funny that part was great uh, my favorite character Probably Lee Ray, but also McGuire, because I liked what he represented for me. Oh, the senator. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just liked that he brought all the slapstick to it. Like, I know that they got criticized for that, but that was what I liked about the film. Yeah. Um, and then favorite scene? I don't know. That's tough for me. I did like the ending because it caught me off guard. I didn't expect them to go to her planet although here's this guy who's afraid to orbit the moon and yet he's like yeah i'll go to this brand new planet with seven moons sure let's orbit them all no big deal um i think one part that made me laugh was when they kissed for the first time which was super awkward like the movie went from like being a normal movie to being like what's going on and then it just kept getting weirder as it went but they kissed and then she's like oh that was nice (laughs) yeah Yes. <laughs> oh, and then also another notable moment was when she snuck into, like, his hiding place apartment, and he's trying to act like he's in the shower, and she knocked, and she's like, uh, Talbot, Talbot, ooh. <laughs> ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite character is McCloskey. I just, like... I just feel like he didn't bring enough to the story for me to like him. (laughs) And, like, anytime he was in it, he was just, like, angry or trying to pry for information that, like, he didn't need to know. And he was just being nosy. And then my least favorite scene, I think it's probably... 
I think that it's whenever she, whenever she, whenever she leaves the apartment and then the agents, like, come back in and they're being, like, super aggressive towards, um, Richmond and, like, he's just not being nice to him at all. And then he's like, I heard a woman's voice. And he's like, well, maybe it's the TV. I just didn't like how aggressive he was being towards Richmond. I don't know. I just really didn't like McCloskey. Yeah. Scene. Oh, yep. is that what you're seeing? Yep. Oh, okay. That was really favorite mm-hmm. scene, too, when they're being... Whenever he comes in and he's oh, being okay. all aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care for that either. I also didn't like yeah. the scenes with the chimp. I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of monkeys. <laughs> and, like, it was funny, I guess, whenever he was, like, jumping around and stuff. But, like, I was also just kind of like, God, they're creepy. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, creepier? You're not wrong. A chimp or a Leroy? The chimp, okay. definitely. <laughs> definitely the chimp. I would take that kissing scene over the chimp <laughs> scene any day. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, so I think my least favorite character is also McCloskey because he was like really annoying and immature and nosy and like horrible at his job. Yeah. Like yeah. his job is security. But whenever he was finally told what the mission was, he's like, they're going to the moon. I know. You're actually a cartoon character and you're bad at it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so he was not cool. Um, my least favorite scene was like some of the low-key sexism of the time like there was a few fun moments uh one was like whenever they were like outlining like things you need to prep for for the mission there was like a nutritionist who she was the one who's like oh you have to eat this paste because you can't eat real food sorry and when they were going to talk about like hanky panky in a very circuitous and vague way they're like you gotta leave and they had kind of a shot when she left where she was like annoyed that she had to leave and i'm like yeah that was stupid. Yeah. Just because your yeah, voice club like doesn't mean scene. she has to leave. And then um I forgot about that. And Leary made a comment about how like a big strong like man a big strong man like you shouldn't be afraid of a little girl like me. And I'm she like She said weak. Oh yeah. Like yeah, it was, that made it worse. It was weird. Yeah. And like and I'm like, girl, like you don't know he could think you're trying to like seduce him, like get information. Like lady spies, they're real. Girl. Yeah. So that was a little thing that I was just like, no, yeah. 60s, no, <laughs> no, 60s, stop. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're doing? Stop it. <laughs> um, my least favorite character is also McCloskey just because he was super annoying. And if you're head of your department like that, you should probably know what you're doing. And he didn't know anything of what he was doing. Um, he just Harsh. seemed like he just seemed like he was a big fake. Sorry, <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't. <laughs> Um, and my least favorite scene actually was the beatnik girls because it was like so not that it, it was, was like so over the top. It was so it was weird. wild. And it was like the last group of girls that came in. There was one girl who was very tall with the blonde hair one. and her hair was sticking up all over and I looked at Meg and said, She looks like Cynthia, Angelica's <laughs> doll from Rugrats. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It was just a lot to handle and it was like it and, was- like, <laughs> side note, though, what made us even, like, come to that conclusion is <laughs> I had literally just shown Katie this picture of Justin Bieber the other day where he looked just like Cynthia. <laughs> Angelica's doll, like, no joke, his hair was perfectly, like, in three spikes. <laughs> and he just looked Justin like trash. married yeah. and you can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And I was, and she's like, oh my god, it looks like Cynthia, just like Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, I put it in my head. 
It's almost like they... But she did. It's almost like they told these girls, like, put on something, like, funky and just say whatever weird thing comes to your mind and just walk across the stage. Yeah. Like, I want to believe that, like, these weren't even actresses. These are just, like, people that, like, they found, like, out back. Like, it was... I mean... They it was just I loved how everyone was like I don't know if you're acting high or if you're actually just <laughs> out there having a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy! But I did love in that scene um, the like Italian street vendor who had seen the two of them. Yes. he was precious in his yeah. reaction. He's like, "Thank you for the show." <laughs> he left. And I'm like, yeah, okay. he was cute. He was cute. He made it a little better. Yeah, he totally ratted them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what i took away from it i think that i think that what was most important in this film well first of all um don't do drugs <laughs> yes don't do drugs second um sexism sucked in this movie i love that you pointed that out because yeah that was really annoying and then three people are not always who you think they are Ooh. so maybe your best friend's an alien from beta lire maybe do they know what kissing is yeah do they bite your ear instead hmm. they might be from beta lire yep <laughs> somebody needs to make a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Is it me? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. okay. No, you're good. Um, so the first was like the like make sh- you can put a little more trust into like people and humanity, but then also not because you should have trusted Lyrae and she's not a human. So <laughs> fair point. Trust True. aliens, I guess. Um, and then uh, a joke takeaway is that the moon landing wasn't faked, but we did have alien assistance. Um, and then also kind of, I just really appreciate this movie as like a time capsule of the era. Like, yeah. so I looked up the dates and this movie came out in like summer of 62. And then JFK made his, we will go to the moon by the end of this decade speech in uh, the fall. So it's like really interesting of how like these events happen so close and how like the Cold War and space travel and all this stuff was like really on the public consciousness and just how like it was expressed in like entertainment. Um, and how, like, it had just such a big impact and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that Walt tries to do mostly timeless films, but this one was definitely, like, for the time period. And he doesn't do that very often, but when he does do it, he usually does it pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I do think this one kind of can, for, like, in, in 2018, stand is, like, the, uh, like, vintage futuristic kind mm-hmm. of, like, that vibe so in a way i think it does still like it's not aggressively aged but it is very of its time but in a way that it can still be appreciated like mm-hmm. for that kind of vintage future aesthetic that's I a agree. good point i'm going to take away to try things out of your comfort zone because that guy never would have gone to the moon but and he still didn't want to but it led to something it led to a relationship and a future child, actually, and all these adventures. So, go out of your box sometimes. Real it's life, okay. Real life question, guys. Did we land on the moon? I I don't know. No, I don't I think don't we did. No. I want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think we did, but I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I think from we did. from what I know about it, like 
I believe we did, but like the technology would have taken to fake it if they did as well as they did would have been like an equal advancement. So like <laughs> oh, either way. <laughs> At this point, it doesn't matter. We've got a rover on Mars. He sings himself happy birthday every year. It's good. <laughs> How sad. <laughs> How sad. Somebody send him a cake. Come He's on. a sweet young man. He just wants to be a robot. I just want to know, since I just said on a podcast that I don't think we landed on the moon, will NASA invite me to come and look at the moon rocks in Houston? Because they invited Steph Curry to come. Oh come visit. Yeah. Let's go to... Space Center. Let's go. I want to it's see really the fun. Prove I don't know. Maybe, maybe your FBI agent on your phone is listening. It's like, hook this girl <laughs> up. She's a non believer. Shun the non believer. <laughs> oh my God. Throwback. Throwback. All right. Well, we're getting a little silly. So, does anybody have anything they want to add? We landed on the moon. <laughs> Before we <laughs> land back on Earth. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I, I just can't get it get it out of my head. Okay. Well thank you. Thank you, Lauren. So very much, Lauren. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. I am glad to be here and glad to have done another episode. Yeah, we love having you on and I think we probably apologize for this last time as we do with almost every episode, but thank you for working around our schedule because we were late. Really well, thank you for moving around mine because we had to move back a couple days because I had finals. But like, yeah, we made it here. Yeah. Super. Everybody, give a round of applause to Laura because she got through her finals and now she can just relax. Yes. And I go to Disney in two days. Yes. Woo. Oh. Will you be in Disney when this comes out? No, I won't. I will be. I'll have been back for like a day, so I'll still oh, okay. kind of be riding the high. Good still be like unpacking so yeah. you can listen to this and hear your excitement about going and hopefully that doesn't make you sad oh. <laughs> let it pump let you it, back up <laughs> let me be like remember when <laughs> okay yep yep all right so grown-up kids can be found on podbean itunes the google play store stitcher tune in and spotify so make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available you can also find us on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod and look ahead for a revamp of our Patreon in January. If you head on over to our Facebook discussion group, I've posted a document with our comprehensive list of movies that we are all. Uh, I lost my train of thought. But. <laughs> We're going to be watching along with availability to be on the show with us. So if you check that out and you find one that you're interested in, just comment, email, or message us and let us know and I'll get you on the list. Thank you so much for listening to our weird movie episode today on Podmas. This is the second weird one. Because, I'm sorry, Babes in Toyland was really weird. <laughs> Katie. It was really weird. Make sure to watch Bon Voyage ahead of tomorrow's Podmas episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.